0: My Lord, there's victory in the house. There's something good in this house tonight. The devil might have been lying to you all week, but devil, it's over. You might have had yesterday, but you can't have tonight. You can't have tomorrow. You, yallah, yellow. To be home, and uh, I got I got a great report from Sunday service. We just appreciate Brother Oswald following the Holy Ghost, and God's doing it, and we thank God for it. And uh, I was I was in the Vancouver, Washington area for one, two, three, four services. I preached twice in the span of three hours, and I felt like I needed an oxygen machine. Uh, but hey, to God be the glory, we had preaching in a home missions church, had seven get the Holy Ghost. We thank God for that. It's time for everybody to have a revival. I don't care what the acronym is. I don't care where you're located. Get in the flow and let God, somebody shout. happening. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's time for everybody to have revival everywhere in Jesus' name. Praise God. And so we're so excited about that. Everything's taking place. I just found out this afternoon that our senior Bible quizzing team is now the first in the nation. And, uh, you know, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. This is, we've had other teams that have done exceedingly well. We've had individual quizzers that have done incredibly well. But this is the first year that we've had our experienced seniors take first in the nation. They have dominated. They have dominated in the Word of God. And... Uh, I was in the right way. I was very, very proud. Uh, Brother Carlos sent me um, a little, little uh, video that he took and sent it to me. And uh, Brother Junior was right out there. Brother Junior was right out there. Brother Junior would set it up, and Brother Nath- Nathaniel Popo put the hurt on everybody. I'm telling you, the. If you have never seen the quizzers in action, it is is—it's un- incredible. It is incredible. And um, I'm just, just so proud, and uh, there will be a lot more that we'll say about that. But uh, Brother Carlos has done a phenomenal job. And you know what? He's not here. His wife is not here. When they get back and the dust settles, I think we should send them on a trip. You know, when a church gets a revelation that there's just no, there's just no replacement for kindness and uh, expressing gratitude for a job well done. And I know they're not, they're not doing it for us, but doing it unto God, but look at, look at how far that reaches, and your children that have been involved, children that are coming up that will be involved, it will, it will, it will go for generations, and I, as the pastor, recognize that, and uh, I'm a big believer in rewarding that kind of stuff, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, it's good to be home, it's good to see everybody, you're not going to want to miss Sunday, we're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. And um, just excited about everything that God is doing. It's far, it's wide, it's deep, it's overflowing. Get into alignment. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it is not difficult to get into alignment. But it does take an act of the will. It takes a choice. And when you get into alignment and things start clicking and the supernatural starts moving, you're going to go, where have I, man, I understand there were some baptisms on Sunday. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. We're just getting started. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, I definitely feel something on my heart tonight. I want to share it with you. Let's go to the book of Psalms uh, 66. The 66th Psalm. Hallelujah. And to all you men that go on that men's camp out, make sure you bring a lot of off. But Sergeant, I will be there. But I will be in my bug suit. So I will slip you notes of what I'm trying to say. I'm just kidding. We'll have a great time. In fact, it's good to see brother and sister. They were up in Alaska. Welcome home. And brother and sister Gazandi uh, were gone in California. They need special prayer. They went to California. Just having fun. But uh, hallelujah. Great to see everybody. And if you just got home and I didn't mention your name, it's great to see you and and I'll get you next time. Jesus' name. All right. Psalm 66. Start reading in verse number one. Make a joyful no- noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious. How do you make praise glorious? It is an expression. The heart, the mind, the soul, and the body of an individual. Hallelujah. Verse number three is where we're going to park here tonight. Say unto God how terrible, the word terrible does not mean awful, it means great, incredible, uh, magnificent. How terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. I'm going to read that verse one more time then we're going to pray. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall enemies submit. I love that. The greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit submit themselves unto thee. I want to talk to us for a few moments tonight. I'm just going to kind of slow down if that's okay. You know that's impossible, but at least I'm going to say I'm going to do it. Submission as a weapon. Submission as a weapon. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's pray together in Jesus' name. Let's lift our voices and give God great praise. Let's pray for the remainder of this service. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you great glory and honor. We pray that the word of the Lord will give instruction, direction, be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask it in the name, above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. You may be seated. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit. Submit. Submission's a big deal. In fact, I truly believe that if we had to categorize and if we had to enumerate 1, 2, 3, ABC. I would put submission after an individual has been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, and their eyes genuinely have been opened to this incredible dimension of the kingdom of God. I would have to say as a, as a spiritual practitioner, as a leader, that submission not just the understanding, but the practice of submission is got to be the most, the fundamentally, the most important characteristic of a child of God. The reason for that is, is because if you don't get that, everything else is, everything else is off. And I, ladies and gentlemen... Sometimes I, sometimes I can articulate these things. Sometimes I can only share with you how God is communicating with me. and there are sometimes that there is just something that God deposits in my spirit that just it just parks there. And um, it begins to resonate. And it is because God wants me to communicate that to others, whether it's here, maybe I'm preaching somewhere. That is one way in which God communicates uh, to me what he wants to be shared. And one of the things that's just kind of uh, been hanging around a little bit in my heart, in my spirit, is this thing about alignment. Alignment. And in describing alignment, I alluded, I alluded to this um, last Wednesday when I talked about how that alignment is, it creates a portal. And last week, I can't i can't think of a better way to illustrate this, so uh, pardon me for my redundancy, but if I had a pitcher of water here and I had an empty glass, and I said, okay, we are going to fill this glass with water, I would take that pitcher and I would slowly pour that water into the glass. And what we and when I put the picture back down, what we have done is yes, the glass has been filled with water, but the reality of it, the mechanical aspect of it is what happened was is water was displaced from one location to another. Okay? Now with that that's that's I'm not going to use a metaphysical illustration. But I'm using that illustration to show you the opposite of how God does this. Um, That's a physical illustration to show you of how the content of that picture goes from one place to another. We displaced it. We just moved it. Same amount of water. We haven't lost the volume of water. We just moved it from point A to point B. When you are in alignment with God and God begins to move, and ladies and gentlemen... Brothers and sisters, when God begins to move in your life and you you embark on a level of self-discovery, what we're doing here tonight is one form of discovery. It's ministry. This is not a denominational church where it's me talking to you. It is an apostolic church in which the Word of God, which is sharp, quick, and alive, and the Spirit of God that's within you, is able to take the Word or a portion of what's talked about, and it's able to apply it or reveal it to you in certain areas of your life. That is a supernatural phenomenon. It is amazing. It is amazing the way that that operates, that a person that has the baptism of the Holy Ghost can come into a church, and God is able to take something way off here in the Word of God and apply it to your problem, speak to your situation, give instruction to your situation and 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 meet the needs of 150 people here tonight. I think we ought to clap our hands and give God the praise. That is a super natural work. And it is a, it's a That is an incredible distinctive of truly being genuinely apostolic. In fact, that is such a phenomena that its it doesn't happen anywhere else quite like that. When you are in, li- in alignment with God, righteousness is a part of that. Being justified is a part of that. Being sanctified is a part of that. When you are in alignment with God, the invisible becomes visible. The unknowable becomes knowable. Prayers become answered. Things that you have been talking about, maybe just meditating in the deepest part of your heart, become a material reality. Like I, I was just talking about that. We were just praying about that. For example, on um, the day that brother and sister Wilson were here, right after our anniversary service, we took them. They've never seen all of our properties, and we took them on a little tour. Um, I was the host. They got tired of it. I could tell they were tired of it. I was doing my best to to rush through it, but we had so much to see, and I had so much to say that I took them through it, and we pulled into the the 4.6 acres. I've told this story, but Sister Wilson said a prayer. I told her, I said, we've had it on the market for 10 years, and we really need to sell this property because we need to do some other things, and she uttered a prayer in the back seat, and the very next day, I got a call from three real estate agents. One of them, it's already, we've already signed the deal. It's already moving forward. Somebody clap your hands. Alignment. It's a big deal. It takes the mundane and makes it miraculous. It makes religion and makes a revelation. It makes just going through the motion. It changes everything. Clap your hands and give God the praise. That is why. That is why to be in a church like this where we articulate these kind of things, when you discover that for yourself, it will change your marriage. It will change your family. It will change how you live. It will change how you approach God. It will change how you come to church. It will put hop in your step. It will it'll, it'll put joy in your soul. Living for God is not just black and white. It becomes a living, breathing dynamic. Let's, let's praise him again. And God doesn't just have that for me. God's got that for you. God's got that for you. God's got that for everybody. But you have to be willing to make those choices to get into alignment. What a tragedy it it is. What a tragedy it is to have all the resources that God has made available um, through the preaching and teaching um, you know, you've obeyed and you're saved, and, but you're not in alignment. Prayers are unanswered. And a- unanswered prayers, it was never the will of God not to answer prayers. Yet. 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 I'm still trying to get some of us. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, the antithesis to this is to become religious. And when you do that, you really have given up on any kind of, and I'm not, I'm not here throwing sticks and stones. I'm trying to tell you that this is a reality. The nation of Israel had just become religious because they lost their hope of any kind of spiritual reality. The the truth of the matter was they needed to get into alignment. They needed to get rid of their idols. They needed to get rid of their worldliness. They needed to get back to the promises of Abraham. They needed to get back to the writings of Moses. And then God would pour out his blessings like he did in previous generations. Oh, clap your hands and give God the praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah wonderful thing. It's a glorious thing to see, to see God working right, right in front of your eyes and you start walking in it. You start pursuing that. And then your lifestyle changes. Your lifestyle is not just living day after day after day with the mundane and the mediocrity and the minutiae. But you start becoming passionate about this alignment business. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says, how good and how precious is it for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious anointing oil that flows down the head of Aaron and onto his beard and unto his garments. When you are in alignment with headship, the same anointing that's on this pulpit, the same anointing that's on the ministry is the same anointing. Listen. Just because I am the pastor does not mean I have a corner on God's anointing. God wants to anoint you. And once you feel that anointing, you'll never be the same. Clap your hands and give him praise. All right. That was just my introduction. Being in alignment is a magnificent deal. And it's available to every human being. It's available, but you have to have repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. That is alignment, because it's obedient. But you have to stay in that posture. In Jesus' name. Submission's a big deal. Because it is the first principle, line upon line, principle upon principle here a little there a little everything begins with submission and the definition of the word submission means that we are under we are under the mission of another one of the reasons why the world resists submission is because they view it with some negative experience with an authority figure in their in their past. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna giddy up. I'm going as fast as I'm gonna go right now. Five minutes from now I might say hi ho silver and we're off. But right now, no. I want this to sink in because some of us want to Some of us want to move forward. Some of us want to begin to grow again. And one of the things that will bring growth to a halt is not understanding the principle of submission. It is the first. It is the arche, the definition, the Greek word for principle is arche. And arche is an architectural term that represents a doorway from one Room to another, from one area to another. If we want to expand our territory, if we want to move from the stalemate that we're in, we have to go through a principle. And the first principle is submission. It's the very first. Hallelujah. Amen. And one of the reasons why, as I've already mentioned, is because people have a negative experience with authority. I didn't like the way the pastor looked at me. I didn't like the way the pastor talked to me. You have to get a hold of yourself and say, I am not going to hold a human being captive. When you do that, what you're doing is robbing yourself from the ability to move beyond that. Has anybody here ever had a bad day? Can the pastor, can you imagine what it's like to pastor close to five hundred people and 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 be pleasing to everybody. How you doing? Hi, praise the Lord. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> this one doesn't like Donald Trump. This one doesn't uh. it's impossible. Give me a break. Let me be let me be let me attempt to be as good as I can possibly be. But that doesn't mean that I'm gonna be perfect. But see, when you get an understanding and a revelation about ministry, you don't look at those things anymore. When you're truly submitted and you become the recipient of being under something, you're no longer caught up with all the idiosyncrasies and all of the potential innuendos that the devil wants to fill our mind. Well, that meant something, and that means something else, and he's thinking something. Listen, you are listening to the devil. It is impossible for you to read somebody else's mind to the pure. All things are pure. Man, they're not thinking anything. They love me. I think everybody in this church loves me until they tell me differently. Man, he's deluded. No, I'm not deluded. I'm happy. Just let me be happy. I don't operate good with a frown. I don't operate good when I'm depressed. I don't operate good when I'm despondent. I only operate good when I'm in alignment. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Come on, you can do this, but you got to get a hold of yourself and say, I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to live in the Spirit. I'm going to think in the Spirit. You know, to a liar, everybody's a liar. To a bitter person, everybody's bitter. To a fornicator, everybody's a fornicator. There's some guys that walk into a room and they think that everybody wants to have fornication. Oh, you can get quiet all you want to. But to the pure, they walk into a room and they go, man, let's have good church. I love everybody. Everybody can get the victory. God loves everybody. You you, got to make sure that you're not hanging around a bunch of people that drink lemonade all the time. Drink some coffee once in a while. Aisle runner. Afterburner. Crowler, hallelujah. Submission has two components. The prefix "sub" means under. It is it is a word that describes it is a word that describes position and posture. I am under. When you get up and go to work tomorrow, you're going to be under somebody. All right. I want you to completely redo this storeroom. I want you to sweep the floor. I want it to be perfect. When I come back, I want, it, I want it to be done. Aye, aye. And you do it because you are submitted. And if you don't do it, you're going to get fired. God is not going to fire you, but you will not be able to go forward. covered I want to pass when I understand that I'm in a test you know I was a horrible student in school I didn't care if I had F's a friend of mine had this carbon paper I haven't seen carbon paper in a long time but I would get my report card and we'd get that carbon paper I could turn an F into a B you're saying man that dude shouldn't be passing that's under the blood (laughs) Right now, I'm getting straight A, because I want to. I used to do do all kinds of stuff I'm not going to talk about, but I learned early on as a new convert that I wanted to pass a test, and the number one way of dealing with tests is how you regulate your relationship with people. I'm not ready to giddy up. The way that you know you are passing tests is your relationship with people. It's easy to love people that make us feel good. It's difficult to love people that are work And the way that I spell work is L-O-V-E. If you look at everybody through the lens of carnality, you're going to get a bad attitude in short order. But when you start looking at everybody through the lens of Jesus Christ, I can like people that aren't like me. I can like people that like me. I can love people that don't have interests like I do. I can love people that are incorrigible. I can love people that are unprayed through because I'm 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 letting God love you through me. of people view submission as superiority. And I want to tell you that nobody does good with that. I know I'm called of God. I know I'm placed of God. And I would would prefer if everybody liked me. But even if you don't like me I'm still going to love you. But we are going to expect everybody to submit but a wise pastor is not going to is not going to force you hallelujah first principle i ever learned because i got it directly from the holy ghost was to love my pastor. I, this is just part of my testimony. I tell it all over the world. I'll never quit. I, that will, I pray that I die with that on my lips, because I used to hate people. And so me loving leadership was the very first fruit that God had filled my heart because he gave me a willingness. To follow. You can tell you're submitted because you're willing to follow. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Everybody said, this is pretty good tonight. I do a lot better with people that agree with me. Genuine submission is an act of the will. If you feel forced to do it, it is not biblical submission. It is bondage. I have found as a parent, if I have to threaten my kids to do it, the only way I'm going to get them to do it next time is I have to threaten them again. And there's probably a place for that early on, but you hope that they get the understanding that it's in my best interest to do this because I trust my mom and dad. And so rebellion, rebellion is the manifestation of a lack of submission. It's chaos. It's the opposite of order. Order is alignment. But rebellion is a lack of submission. It is disorder. Nobody can make you obey God. But when you do, God gives benefits. And you learn early on. You know, uh, I was reading somewhere, child psychology, that the first word that a child learns is the word no. You know, it's 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 right around the age of two or three. I don't know what it is. Somewhere in the mix. but And I've seen this. I've seen this more than once. I've gone over to somebody's home, and they have a child that's somewhere past the dreadful, terrible twos, probably between two and three. And all they're saying, oh, it's so good to see Johnny. No. Oh, I love you. No. Aren't you glad to see me? No. 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 That's because... That's because all he's wanted to do is stick his finger in the light socket and put the cat in the toilet and drink Drano under the sink. His mom and dad are like, no, 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 no. Well, that's kind of like the church. Pastor, I want to go back and buy legal marijuana. No. Church, pastor, I want to go back to the bar and find a potential mate. No. Pastor, I want to get on an online dating service. No, 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 no. Hang on. Yes, it's coming. Clap your hands and give God the praise. God is trying to keep us from destroying ourselves. And when your child is doing that, you start thinking, man, there's something wrong with these parents. Everything's no around here. There's nothing wrong with those parents. In fact, yes is only qualified if there's going to be some no's. If everything is yes, you're, uh, the children turn into to dimwits. They just think, I want this. They're, they're the ones in the store that don't get the candy bar. I was in a place a while back, and uh, this child was just, he was just acting out. I mean, he was, he was just, and I just thought, you know what? There's just not been enough no's. Everything has been yes, yes, whatever you want, honey. Just be quiet, honey. Here's this, here's this. You know what the problem with that is? If they don't learn no, they can't appreciate What it means to really get a yes. It means I gotta be good. It means I gotta behave. It means I gotta live right. It means I gotta pray. It means I gotta come on, somebody. I'm telling you, God wants to bless your socks off, but you gotta say, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm preaching to somebody right now. If you're so messed up you can't tell the difference between yes and no in God, you need to get in this altar and stay in this altar until your spirit says, you know what? I know the difference now. This is where people become reprobates when a person is, and there's nobody here tonight that's a reprobate, but I've met a few. They've confused yes with no, and now they think everything is permissible. And if there's any rules or if there's anything in the Word of God that prohibits us to abstain, that, oh, that's legalism or that's man-made or that's control, ladies and gentlemen, that is trying to keep you in the posture of alignment so God can turn on the yes button. God would much rather do yes than no. Clap your hands and give him praise. God wants to bless. God wants to bless you in the field. God wants to bless you in the store. God wants to bless you in your home. God wants to bless you while you're driving. God doesn't get glory from no. Get gets glory from yes. Just having fun. Just just some harmless banter with the pew. This is an interactive church. There are three critical acts of submission that must be in place. You've got to get this revelation. And God is not going to dump you overboard if you don't get this revelation. Revelation. God is not going to push the flush button. God is not going to push the exit button. God is not going to kick you to the curb. I don't know where you've been before you came to Cornerstone, but I'm here to make it right. God is not going to do that. But when you get tired of walking around in circles... Paul said it best, when I became a man, when I grew up, when I matured, when I got some understanding, I got rid of the things that were holding me back from moving forward in my life. It's called maturity. Okay? But these these are three critical acts of submission. James chapter 4 is our first one. If you still have your Bible open, please turn with me, James chapter 4, and we are going to go to verse number 6, I love James, one of my favorite books in the Bible. All right, James chapter 4 and verse number 6, if you got to say amen, we -hmm. will still hold on. James is on page 783 in my Bible for those of you still looking. And if you're in the nearly inspired version, it's on page 324 because they took a lot out. Delete that from the cost of the tape. I'm just having fun. All right. James chapter number 4. Look at verse 6. But God giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Everybody say alignment. Alignment. If you're in alignment with God, there's humility. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Through the years, there's been a few people that every time you talk about, talk to them, Pastor, the devil's trying to get me. Okay, well, the devil's trying to get me too. But it's not going to fill up ten volumes. Pastor, there's a devil. Pastor, the devil. Pastor, the devil. Why don't you submit to God and the devil's going to say, I'm out of here. Now, how can that be? What this means is when you're not submitted or you're not thinking about walking in submission, then the enemy is empowered. I'm not saying that we're all not tempted, resisted, attacked, if you please. But I'm trying to give you the answer of escape. The answer of escape is not to go to a ball game to get rid of the devil. Pastor, the devil's telling me that I need to get some legal marijuana. What's that going to do? devil's telling me, don't tell me what the devil's telling you. Submit yourself to God. If you'll submit yourself to God, the devil's not within a country mile. Because now it's not you fighting the devil, it's God fighting. Submission is a weapon. Clap your hands and give God the praise. When I see people that are just barely dry, they they don't understand that simplistic and so elementary because we have been taught that that understanding the things of God are sophisticated, overtly theological, and complicated. That is erroneous. The Bible says that his commands are not grievous. And it talks about the simplicity of Christ. It's the devil's business to get this so convoluted in our thinking and pastor, I gotta do this. I got to spin three times. I got to scream at the top of my lungs, and then maybe God might do some. Stand on one leg and flap my hands like a chicken, and then I might get listened nonsense. Get in this altar. Submit yourself to God. Bring your heart, your mind, your soul under the dominion of the Holy Ghost. And then God fights the devil. God chases the devil. God drives the devil out. Submission is a weapon. Clap your hands and give God the praise. It's a posture of alignment. posture of alignment. And God uses the devil, and that is a critically important statement. God uses the devil. Pastor, I'm being attacked by the devil. Have you prayed? Not really. It ain't that bad yet. What are you waiting on? Oh, you want me to pray for you. Oh, it got quiet right there. I was doing great till I said that. And I'm not, if you ask me to pray for you, I will never turn you away. But I'm saying there are some prayers that God expects you to do because it's your soul, it's your mind, it's your victory, it's your liberation, it's your freedom, it's your power, it's your walk with God. When you discover that, you're going to say, you know, I don't need to bother the pastor anymore. I found out how to get a hold of God. I don't need to cry on my mom and dad's shoulder anymore. I'm going to pray right here. I can pray in my room. I can pray in my car. I can submit everywhere. I can submit in the bathroom. I can submit anywhere. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Submission is a weapon. Praise God. What time is it? 8.15. I can't see. It's 8 o'clock. I got an hour. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Here's the key. Submit. Resist. Look at your neighbor and go, submit. Some of you ain't doing that, and that's okay. You're not submitted. Okay. We're just having a little fun, but I'm trying to make a point here. Brother Jake, would you really stop? He's not submitted. He's still doing it. Okay. It's that? No. (laughs) We're having fun. In real life, he's very submitted to his precious wife. And why not? He's smart. Everybody said submit. submit. Resist. resist. If you're trying to resist without submitting, you're going to get wore out, frazzled. Let's lift our hands. Uh pastor's expecting me to do everything trying to fight a spiritual war that you were never designed to do, God knows how to take care of that devil. All he says is, beat it. That's my child. Beat it. Get lost. Get off of him. If you'll do what you're supposed to do, God will do what only he can do. Clap your hands and give him praise. It's really that easy. Or, or rather, it's really that simple. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Pastor, I don't know how to get a hold of God. Draw nigh to him. God will respond to you exactly like you're responding to him. I will be forward to the forward draw nigh to them that draw nigh to me. Hallelujah. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. How many times have you thought about God today? I love it when I, my whole day is filled with thinking about God. You know how that happens? Pray in the morning. If you pray in the morning, it's easy to walk with God that day. I recommend every single person do that. Get into alignment early. That way, everything that happens during that day, you can interpret it correctly. To people that are out of alignment, they, they misinterpret things. What does that mean? Why'd they do that? Why'd they say that? Why did that guy cut me off? Why is this going on? What's going on? When you're in alignment early on in the day, this is, and this is, this is very practical. It's not deep, but it's practical. And I think that this is the will of God. Number two, Hebrews chapter 13. Just, Make a left-hand turn and go to Hebrews 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 17. If you were in James, just hang a left. That is really slang. Make a left-hand turn and go to chapter 13. And with your formerly nicotine-stained fingers, go down to verse 17. And this is what it says. Obey them that have the rule over you. Pastor, I was doing real good talking about that stuff. Oh, the pastor's on some trip again. Listen, I just want you to be blessed. Some of you that have been around a little bit, I am not a control freak pastor. I have seen, and I'm trying to be nice, I have seen people with control issues. I have heard of churches where people call the pastor and ask them what socks they should wear that day. If you need to ask me, My requirements are very low. I'm just glad you're wearing socks. I don't care if they match. I don't care if they got holes in them. I don't care if they smell. Just having fun. I heard one time where um, a guy said I needed to call my pastor and ask him if I should buy this new vehicle. I said, could you afford it? He said, yeah. I just, you know needed to get permission, I thought, if God's blessed you with a job, and you're in a position to get yourself a new vehicle, and you want another vehicle, you go and get yourself that vehicle to the glory of God, and say, God gave me that job, and God gave me the ability to pay my bills, and God gave me the common sense, you don't need to ask me if you can buy a new vehicle, a home, clothing, anything, but make sure you're paying your tithes, Because if you haven't, your stuff's cursed. And that's the Bible. Will a man rob God? No, not a cornerstone. It is impossible for you to get out of debt if you're robbing God. And then when you get into alignment and put God first again, God's going to blow your mind. Honey, we got a check in the mail. Who sent it to us? Man, I don't even care. I won some sweepstakes. Not the lottery. Now, if you backslide and win the lottery, you can pay your tithes, And we won't reject it. We're just having some fun, but I think you get the point that living for God has benefits. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. You just, this, I've heard all my life, all my spiritual life, I've heard people, elders in my life that I love dearly, people say, you cannot give God, you cannot, it's, it's just true. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a maxim, it's a truism, it's, 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 it's vertible. It's a reality. It's a reality of alignment. You have become, you have become in alignment, and now you're. God can move through you. God moves on you. God moves in you. And God's highest, highest operation is to move through you. That's alignment. Obey them that have the rule over you. Let's read this verse because it is important. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul. Pastor, um, I found somebody that I want to marry, okay? Where would you find them? Well, they were hitchhiking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's just about gotten like that sometimes. Not recently, but you know what I'm saying. Pastor, I found somebody on a dating website. Are they apostolic? No, but I think I can, I can flirt to convert. Since we're just rhyming, avoid the droid. Listen, if you're not marrying somebody that's in the church of the living God, you are unequally yoked, and life that could have been heaven can quickly turn into hell. Listen to your pastor. He wants to see you blessed, not to be some specimen of control. For they watch for your souls as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is not profitable to you. At the judgment seat of Christ, your pastor will get the last word. That is exactly what that's saying. The pastor, the leadership is going to get the last word. And the Bible is saying here that he may do it with joy. Oh, Brother so-and-so, oh, God, I love that man. He was a blessing. He was, or or, God, I love that person. They had their struggles, but they got the victory. They they brought glory to your name, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brother Freeman, why are you laughing? No, I happen to think Brother Freeman is doing awesome. Why not? We're not here to hurt people. We're here to help people. We're not here to hold people down. We're here to let you up and see you do something awesome for God. All right. This submission to spiritual authority has two dimensions to it. One is positional. Submission under authority means you're under. You are under. You know, I rarely talk to my pastor, but this principle is such a fundamental, foundational bedrock of who I am spiritually that he doesn't even worry about me. I am the last thing in this world he worries about. Because before I ever started preaching, I proved that I had this principle in place. And the way that God opened doors for me, like God will open doors for you and others, was a direct result of that posturing myself underneath. A pastor, not a council, not a group. The highest local authority in the Word of God is one man, it's a pastor. This isn't the Catholic Church or a denomination. One God called pastor. That was pretty weak, but it's the truth. First one is positional, the other one makes you answerable. It's called accountability. Man, I- uh, yeah, I'm submitted to the pastor, but you don't have a clue what's going on. You're not accountable. The pastor should be able to ask anything that he wants to, within reason, and you just say, this is what's going on. A lot of people don't think that's right, but that is right, whether you think it or not. Stick with me here, because I'm coming down the home stretch, because it's 10 after 8, I got 50 minutes. You know, living for God's fun, we got to deal with all kinds of stuff. I know that there's, I know there's stuff that it's not always smiling, but it's right to do. But man, it's living for God. It's a joy. It's a joy. It's a joy. Nobody's making me do this. I want to do that. If you feel like somebody's making you do this, you need to get in this altar and submit yourself to God and let him liberate you. Okay, Elijah had a man following him named Elisha. He wanted a double portion of the anointing that was on his leader. You have to understand that in that equation, which is an extremely accurate biblical representation of what I'm preaching about tonight, Elijah, the leader, was not required to do anything. You just be who you are. You be what God called you to do. He put the requirement on the follower. All of the modifications of behavior, attitudinal, and posturing We're on the follower. You want double the portion? You follow the Elijah. You make sure you're here. You make sure you're there. You make sure da-da-da-da-da, and you'll get your double portion. In fact, theologians have added up and found out that Elisha did absolutely to the number double the miracles that Elijah did. That's in the Word of God. Exactly double. Elisha had a servant of type of Elisha whose name was Gehazi. That was in line to be the next prophet. And maybe he would have done Three times more miracles than the Elijah, and another third more than Elisha. I don't know. But he was in line. Gehazi was the steward, the serpent. He was the one that answered the door to Naaman when Naaman knocked on the door and said, this is the message from my master. After Naaman was healed, he brought back suits of clothes and silver and two Bags of dirt that were saddled on a, uh, on a donkey. And Naaman said, I want to show my appreciation to the prophet. He told me to go and dip myself in Jordan seven times. When I finally got over myself and finally submitted, I went and did it and got healed. Could it be that our little idiosyncrasy is actually keeping us from what God promised us? So Naaman came to the door. He said, listen, I got suits of clothes, I have silver, and I have two bags of the best soil from Syria, and I want to bless you. Elisha said, I don't need any of that. Thank you, but no thanks. I don't need you going out and telling everybody that you made me rich. That's exactly what Abraham told the king of Sodom when he went to battle with those enemy kings. They tried to bless him. He said, thanks, but no thanks lest you start bragging to everybody that you blessed me and made me king. All I need is God to bless me for doing the will of God. But hang on, the plot thickens. Gehazi was standing there at the door. Saying, man, it should be nice to have a new suit. Talent? Silver? I don't even know what silver feels like in my pocket. I'm just the lowly helper of the prophet. And so in the middle of the night, Gehazi lies awake and he thinks, I wonder, I wonder if I can go and catch up with Naaman. He devised and hatched a plan. In the middle of the night, Naaman walked across that floor very quietly and opened the door very quietly and closed it very quietly and went out and started a journey to catch up with Naaman. Naaman, my master has changed his mind. I'll take some of those suits of clothes and I'll get some of that silver And Naaman was just delighted. Oh, good, because I want to express my gratitude. So he takes his stuff, creeps back into the house. You got your own style, this is mine. I got to do that or the dogs wake up. the morning, see, you don't give the man of God any credit. You think he knows what you know. You forgot that an anointed God-called man is elevated. And there are some things that he will receive for you that you will never receive. That's all part of spiritual leadership. It does not give superiority. It's part of fulfilling your office. It's a humbling thing. We all know because we read the scripture what happens if we're not humble. It's just important not to misuse that. And if I misuse that, God will get me, not you. If you try to get me and take God's job, then God will get you. God will chastise his servant. Oh, that's real weak. But you operating, putting your You know, if you touch God's anointed with your tongue. I used to hear this kind of preaching all the time. Okay. What time is it? Somebody help me. 8.15? Okay. Thank you. So, all right. Elijah's had his cup of coffee. Gehazi. Gehazi. Where'd you go last night? Oh, I didn't go anywhere. Listen to what the prophet said. My spirit went with you. He was laying in his bed, and God revealed exactly what was going on. And he said, the leprosy that was on Naaman, you were in line to get this anointing. You were in line to be used of God. You were were in line to be the next prophet. The The leprosy that was on him is on you. You're done. He wasn't accountable. You can't lie. Liar, liar, your pants are on fire. You can make a lie, tell a lie, live a lie. All liars shall have their place. There's been times I've called people up in this church because I felt like God showed me something. Their response, and I'm not trying to frighten you, but this is apostolic. Their response had everything to do with my next move. Someone said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You got to be positional. You have to be answerable. That is genuine submission to authority. And someone said, Amen. Amen. All right. Moving, moving, moving. First Peter chapter number five. And Peter, now hang a right. You made a left. Now make a right and go to uh, 786. Or if you're in the New American Vision, it's on page 142. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 5, someone said Amen. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. I don't got to submit to Elder Clark. He tells you to pick up that piece of paper, pick it up. Oh, that's so weak. You want to know why we're so enculturated with this stuff in this world that that abuses old people? I'm going to tell you, in the church... This is the only environment known to man that has the right sense of values for the right reason, the right purpose. Our elders around here are worthy of respect. Yes. You're hearing it here. Ah, oh, that's just old, that's just old Joe. He's a he's a he's a custodian over at the super. We don't treat people on their occupation. Well, you need to be delivered in this altar tonight. Have you lost your mind? That is a man that prayed people through and lived for God and came through trial and came through tribulation. Ye younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Clap your hands and give God the praise. This is talking about submitting to people in the church. There's people that are worthy of respect. You don't just treat anybody, oh yeah, that's just old so-and-so, they're stupid. There's some people, every time I get around them, they're making fun of people in the church. You want to know what? You will never be blessed of God when you make fun. Nah, they were off tune tonight, they're just a bunch of kids. And they're not even doing diddly squat, because their spirit ain't right. And so God judges them. Oh, yeah, you're going to make fun of my church and you ain't doing nothing? You're out of alignment. Some of us think it's fun to make fun of people that are doing their best and it ain't coming off. I've heard singing in this church that's not exactly, oh, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Brother Jordan, forgive me. All right. I shouldn't have looked over here. Sometimes I've been on the platform. (laughs) I'm just having fun. The music in this church is awesome. We're blessed. When we first started this church, my wife played piano and sang. I played guitar and sang. And she said, honey, I don't know how to tell you this, but please stop. And so I submitted my, to my wife. But I'm happy. I think I've made my point. Submit yourself, if you've got the Holy Ghost – Holding the door open for somebody, when I see some of these young people, and I'm not going to point any of you out, I'm not here to brutalize you in front of everybody, you hold the the door open for a woman when she goes through a door. We're not raising a bunch of spoiled, rotten brats that have a spirit of entitlement, thinks everything ought to be given to you, everything ought to be perfect, and you don't want to lift your finger to do one thing. God's hard on that spirit. Most of the time, people get it back from their kids. open for an elder. Hold the door open for somebody. The pastor says, hey, how you doing today? Well, they need to submit to God. Not tired of the devil working them over yet. Man, once you once you live once you get the small discovery of what it's genuinely like to say submitted to God you'll look forward to it every day you're not going to think of all the little things you got to do as, as a residual of that, you're just thinking it's me and God. I'm holding the door open. I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this. I'm doing it for God. I'm doing this. It's doing, I'm volunteering for this. I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this over here. I'm doing it for God. You're blessed. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed in the parking lot. You're blessed on the job. You're blessed in your home. You're blessed everywhere. Clap your hands and give God the praise. I'm going to submit. I'm going to love everybody. I'll hold the door open. Mission. Submit to God. Submit to leadership. Submit yourselves one to another. Brother Tim over here, he's getting nervous. He's petrified. He's shaking. He's sweating. His palm is clammy. I love this young man right here. Right here. You know what? A spiritual leader, I'll tell you how he submits to people. He treats them with dignity and respect. And I know sometimes there's just some scallywags. People get crossways, and you just got to deal with stuff. It's all part of dealing with leadership. It's just dealing with people. But people are worthy of respect. Why? Because God loves them. Well, you know what, Pastor? You know, they're going to roast on the rotisserie of eternity. I don't even want to hear that nonsense. That's junk. God's going to make sure they golden brown. You better just make sure you ain't turning golden brown. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here to see people get blessed. We're here to see people get saved. We're here to see people come through the valley. We're here. Stand to your feet and give God the praise. We are here to see people get blessed and to do everything for Jesus. Clap your hands and give him praise. let me tell you one of the most graphic illustrations of the dangers of not being submitted in a position but not postured it was old Saul king Saul king Saul was chosen by God because he was physically imposing he was a physical monument of God and a statuess. He was very statuette, broad shoulders, head and shoulders above every man. He was a signature and a sign of God's strength among people. But he was a small man on the inside. He was large on the outside, but he was a small man on the inside. And he was not submitted to the priest. He was not submitted to the prophet. He was not submitted to God. He was not submitted to the brethren. He was, and he submitted to Goliath. Here's Goliath with his old dirty yellow teeth and his bad breath, belching out cursings against God, people, and, and Saul's like, man, hope somebody will go get him. Yeah, let somebody else do it. I'm just, man, I'm just petrified with fear. David. David's here to bring refreshment to the troops. But, Brother Anderson, David was submitted to his father, submitted to his brethren, submitted to the priest, submitted to the prophet, submitted to God, but he would not submit to Goliath. Are you facing Goliath in your life today? Oh, Pastor, we're going through the biggest trial of our lives. We don't know what's going on. Let me tell you what your weapon is your weapon is submission. I know it's it's elementary. I know that it's simplistic, but it is so true. The equation, this alignment thing is everything. everything. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. Because when David got into alignment with God, he was submitted. He was a submitted man. He went out into that valley. And God fought Goliath. He slung that rock. He had never slung a rock at a bear. He had never slung a rock at a lion. He killed them with his own hands. Here he's operating a sling. And God took that one rock, and God put it right in the forehead of Goliath. Because when you're submitted, the battle is not yours It's the Lord's. Come on, clap your hands and give God the praise. I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. It's time to get back into alignment. Submission is a weapon. Submission gives you power. Submission unleashes the unlimited power of God, and his power will submit the enemy. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Come on, all over this building tonight. This altar's open. Whoever you are, Wherever you are, come. Find a place to pray. The devil's beating you up. You wake up feeling depressed. Wake up full of fear. Go to bed full of fear. Come on and submit yourself to God and his word. And the devil will flee from you. Church, help us pray. There's people in this altar that need somebody to just kind of come alongside and pray with them. Encourage them tonight. Each song I sing, each breath I breathe, I give to you my.